This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV. For all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. For the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on you foxes! Happen in 49, 61, 63, or 69 when they reach the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last and are history makers at Wembley. They have blown their rivals away. They have blown us all away in truth. The Premier League champions 2016. The amazing. The devil are we? Well, 
Luton, maybe we could go for two wins in a row. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. Uh, you can capture us on Facebook, Twitter, and if you are on YouTube, Leicester Till I Die TV, like I say. And if you're not, please get over to YouTube and give us a subscribe and a like the video. It would mean an awful lot to me, and uh, I would appreciate it vastly. Um, got some breaking news to start with. Um, we all know sort of what's going on at the moment worldwide, and apparently now uh, China, in a show of solidarity with Russia, is refusing to take the EPL games this weekend. Now, you know, a lot of people might be a little bit upset. I'm actually all right with that because I'm thinking, well, you know, if they're not watching Premier League football games, it might give them a little bit longer to get out there and clean out their bio labs and um, and find where all their all their uh, lost computers have gone. This is the preview show. It's the Premier League preview show with Chris and Craig on Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. There's there's not nothing like a little bit of politics to start the show off with. Is not it? at all. Always always a good good place to go, Chris. Get it I, I think so. I think so. Um, I'm just doing my best to try and get cancelled, you see. That's what it is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Forian, the, the voice of the voice of reason. I think not. No, I think no. not. Um, it's Leeds this weekend. Mm. Um, we're hosting, and we've got one of these. This is the Leicester Till I Die Watch Along Show. Join in the chat and don't forget to subscribe. We have 12 o'clock. It is the premiere. I like to call it The Missing, um, the story of one man and his bucket. But um, (laughs) they are under new managership now. And 12 o'clock tomorrow, we will be doing a watch along with uh, with Connor, who is a Leeds United fan. That will be interesting. And I'm, I'm never sure about doing them when we're playing at home because obviously the majority of people can go to the match. But uh, try and get the stream on if you're not going to the match in some form or another and watch us and, and join in with the chat. I mean, this always reminds me, though, when I started doing these, do you remember the old Sky Fan Zone? Yeah, I do. I remember I watched one um, not that long ago or a bit of one. I think somebody mm. had put the, the sort of highlights and it was back when... I think we beat Leeds 4-0, actually. Funny, funny you should mention that. I might have to cut this out on the playback, but uh, it's a bit less. Do we have a look at it? Yeah, go on. Disgusting, ladies. Come on, it's four. Look at the back of his shirt. Look at the back of his shirt. 
<laughs> now, I can't guarantee that I will get that excited tomorrow. Oh, please do. <laughs> and the funny thing is, uh, he, he actually, he now is married, he's got a lovely wife, he's living over in the forest, he manages hotels, I've, uh, I've, I've, I've got him on Facebook, and oh, um, he, he, he in a way he loves it, but in a way he's trying to forget it, but like I say, <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I can't guarantee I'm going to do that, but I am going to really do my best to get in the uh, crying to your hovis quote. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that is one of those all-time classic off-the-cuff remarks. Yeah, that <laughs> you know? no, was brilliant. It's it just I honestly and, and viewers, I didn't know that he had that. It was just the one that I remember more than anything. And I think anyone who's ever seen it. We'll never forget that. As Leicester fans, it is the one we remember. I don't think yeah. we were featured that often in those years. No. And that season wasn't the best for us. Um, no. We didn't go down bottom, though, I believe. I do believe we went down one from bottom because Leeds were actually bottom, if my memory serves me right. That's a shame. <laughs> and I have to apologise for the aforementioned Connor... Uh, who's doing the watch along with me tomorrow, uh, has just popped in. <laughs> Hello, Connor. Hi, Connor. <laughs> How the devil is? Are you crying in your hovis at the thought of tomorrow? <laughs> I don't know if you saw that or when you came in afterwards, but uh, maybe maybe it's better if you didn't see it. But you're welcome along, Connor. You are welcome along. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow live at 12 o'clock. And uh, I can say, if I get that excited, I'll probably uh, have another heart attack, if truth be told. Um, we've got to mention it. Um, away to Burnley, 2-0. Mm. Um, yeah. It was a surprise, but welcome one. It was. I think I went 3-1. So I, I, I didn't get the clean sheet, but I did get the margin of victory. I, I just had that feeling that we were going to turn up. And I think I mentioned that I thought Harvey Barnes and, and Madison were going to do something and, and they're each in their own way, one assist hmm. and a goal they did. And City did what we we hoped they would do. You know, whether any storm that was there, and, and to be honest, I, I've only seen bits of the game, but, you know, we looked like we should have been three or four up in the first yeah. half. I mean, yeah. Pope made some fantastic saves. I know a lot of people were going on about the Harvey Barnes save, but the... The save from Pereira was world class, to be honest. That, that, it was behind him somehow. He, he, was, he was Schmeichel esque, to be honest with you. That's the best compliment I can. You know give what? Him. You know you what? Know. I've we've got we've got Danny Ward, but we could do a lot worse than try and get Nick Pope as a, as a backup. I, I, I'm sure he'll go for a lot of money, but uh, at yeah. some point, Schmeichel's um, going to either move upstairs or move into coaching or wherever he goes. He's already talked about potentially going finding a new club but uh i'm sure no leicester fan would uh would be uh, uh I, I, wouldn't. I do feel a little bit sorry on danny ward and we did spend quite a bit on him just to be I mean, reserved. 12 well, or 15 million yeah yeah it's 12 million oh oh i've just look at it i've just realized look at this my leicester city calendar is still on february oh now, come on we, well now, if this is it. if this is danny ward or schmeichel then yeah, I couldn't wait to get away from January <laughs> <laughs> for, for obvious reasons. January was a long month, and I've no idea who is going to be into March. But it's a very good March. No, it is Mark and Wilfred. Oh, so fair enough. A, a good, a good March. It sounds like um, some pop act from the eighties, Mark and Wilfred. <laughs> yes, Mark and Wilf. 
Um, so hello to David and uh, hello to Michael. Uh, after Tuesday's game, I can't see anything other than the Leicester win. Hope it doesn't turn around and kick me in the teeth. Well, we've got to be, you never know with Leicester, do you? But no. as I was saying, Craig, I didn't predict the clean sheet. I went 2-1. Uh, I mean, it was, you know, what a night. It was the first um, away win of the season. Mm -hmm. It was the first um, um, win of the, the year of 2022. Mm -hmm. It was only our third clean sheet. And Tottenham Hotspur lost. So, I mean, it all in <laughs> it was a really good evening. Yeah, did Spurs lose again? Oh, yeah, it was that <laughs> FA, FA Cup thing. Does that, I, I, I'm sure I, I, someone will correct me if I'm wrong, but is, does that make it sort of 12, 13, 14 years without a trophy? Well, does to it... be honest with you, funny you should mention that, because if I was any good, I would have had this ready for you then, because and it would have been a fantastic lead-in. But I'm going to uh, I'm going to do this anyway. Um, it almost looks professional. It almost looks like we actually had it planned. Um, I did do this the other night, and and Anthony, obviously the Arsenal fan, thought it was highly amusing. But if you actually well, it did for me when you type in how long since Tottenham or oh, say how long since you want a, somebody won a trophy it actually yeah. brings Tottenham up first of all <laughs> and I can tell you that it is exactly 14 years four months <laughs> sorry 14 years four days one hour 45 minutes and 23 uh, four five six seconds so we can have that going on in the background nice. just so you know we can we can update it as we go along mm. but um it's a variation on uh, on something Hamburg used to have. I was lucky enough to go to uh, Hamburg for work and uh, I managed to get to a game a few years ago. I went to see Hamburg play Dortmund. Uh, and at that time, they, they had a clock in the corner at Hamburg because they were the only team who'd been in the, um, the top flight for the whole of their history. And oh, they wow. had a clock just counting up the seconds and minutes that they'd actually been in the uh, in the in the top tier, and then a couple of seasons ago they finally got relegated for the first time. But um, so it's like it's like Hamburg in reverse there for Spurs. Yes, yes. and it, and it's much more fun because it's Tottenham. Um, <laughs> Spencer, uh, I think you really really do need help, mate. Hi, Chris. I'm finding myself addicted to Leicester till I die TV. Seriously, mate. Make an appointment. Go and see somebody. No, you you see it through. You see it through, Spencer. We're, we're, I'm now. I'm glad that you enjoy it that much. All joking aside, Spencer, and thank you for joining us. Andrew, new manager syndrome. We'll we'll, we'll come on to that in mm. in, a, in a second and see whether that is um, uh, going to happen. What I want to start with, though, Craig, is every, it was everything. I mean, apart from all, all the say the first wins and all that, it was the first time this season i can really say that the performance deserved the result mm. like you said if, if they hadn't had nick pope it could have been four at half time yeah and you know we, we got what we deserved and you know it's, it's easy to, to, to use excuses like the injuries but dare i say this is where we turn our season round well let, let's hope so you know i think mm. it it's funny, isn't it? Because it'll be interesting to see how it goes because the addition of um, Veghorst to Burnley probably played into our hands a little bit because 
if it was Chris Wood, you know they would have been more of an aerial bombardment. Yeah. But it seemed like from the bits that I saw, they were looking to play into Veghorst's feet a lot more because he was coming into a little number 10 pocket um, and trying to do that, which meant we could actually close them down a little bit more. And, and Martin Soyuncu seemed pretty much on top of that most of the game. They didn't give him a, a, a much room at all. I saw a bit, I think it was Alan McAnally was doing the, the game on Sky. Uh, and he said he would expect that when Veghorst turns over in bed tonight, he'll see Soyuncu there because uh, <laughs> because he didn't give him a moment to his, uh, himself during the whole 90 minutes. I mean, we, we've got to give this guy credit. And I, I, in a way, I hope that this is going to happen to Vestigar because Amati is just... He's a rock, this. Mm-hmm. For me, he's one of the first names on the team sheet this season now. Yeah, I think so. I mean, obviously, you know, football is so much about taking your chances, isn't it? You know, when, mm-hmm. when an opportunity comes along, can you grab it? He's had a few in the past. He's never really managed to grab it. But then he's always been, he sort of, he'd play a game at, at, uh, at right back, then he'd play one at centre-half. Mm-hmm. I think he's found his home. I've noticed, and I think I mentioned earlier in the season, he's a lot more vocal. You know, he seems to be, whether it's because Johnny isn't there and, and, and he sort of defers to Johnny if he's in the team, but he seems to take on um, more responsibility uh, when he's there now or, and trying to organise. He's still got a rick in him, but then virtually apart from Virgil van Dijk, I think every centre-half in the Premier League's got a rick in them. But yes. in general yeah. terms, you know, he's been pretty solid. And I mean, we know we know Fafana's going to walk back into the team once he's he's fully fit and you know he's he's sort of you know done his forty and five and sixty minute stints. But it'll be a big shame for Amati because, like I said, I think Amati and Soyuncu, if they can keep that performance up, and it's no disrespect to Burnley, it's very easy to say well it was only Burnley, but they they did work so well together. They do, and I think it gives Brendan an opportunity to go to a five if he wants to, or even a three, you know, mm. with and really push the wing backs on when Justin and hopefully Pereira, Castagna are all back, who are, are better going forward. I think all of our yeah. fullbacks are better going forward than they are defending. Yeah. So when you have Fafana and you could stick Amati in the middle and, and go to a three in the way that Man City do, Wolves have done it very successfully um, this season and have a solid three with wing backs pushing on. Um, and that gives you the width, which means you can probably go back to a two up front. So, yeah, I think it gives it gives Brendan options, uh, which is always a good thing. Um, uh, Andrew says they wouldn't worry if you played for Farno and Amati. Yeah. Like I say, I've, I've given Amati stick in the past, and he, you know, I take it all back this season. He's <laughs> I never thought I would say this, but like I say, one of the first names on the sheets. Um, uh, on the sheets, on the team sheet. <laughs> <laughs> that, you're taking that love in a little bit too far there, Chris. I, I am, aren't I? Really? Yes. <laughs> My Gino, I was watching, I, I can't blame this, but I was just watching Gino De Campo on the uh, YouTube before I, I came we on. want to go there either. It is a word that he has he has trouble with. Um, yep, yeah, so it's Leicester Leeds. Now, it is the early kickoff, which is always a bit worrying. Um, yeah. Because we never sort of seem to do well with these early kickoffs, but it's twelve thirty, and like I say, Leicester till I die uh, TV on YouTube will be doing the watch along starting at twelve. So I say the best thing to do not to miss it is to sub it, uh, to sub to the channel, and then set a reminder. 
Um, but Rogers was saying in his um, in his in his uh, post uh, pre-match uh, interview, um, he's got a few late fitness checks to make. Um, a couple of issues with Ricardo and James Madison. Uh, Ricardo has been troubled by setbacks, and James has a problem with his lower back. But we'll give it every chance. I mean, <laughs> Ricardo just seems. It just seems every time he comes back, it just yeah. kind of it, it does. It's not going well for him. Not really, but I think they're being sensible, um, and it seems to be that if ever he feels any sort of twinge or whatever, they will take him off because you know if this was serious, he'd be back. You know, in four, six, eight weeks. You know, and I think what you're doing, you, you're seeing him play a couple feels a bit of a twinge and then they take him out for a week just to try and manage him through it. So I think they're doing the right thing. Um, yes. But ideally, yes, you would you would want him back out there because this season he's started to look like he's back to his best. I think he's in the right headspace, which he probably wasn't before. And I'm well, sure it's frustrating. So he's committed yeah, to exactly. club, which is good to see. Yeah. Because um, let's be honest with you, not so long ago, he was being linked with uh, <laughs> all he the was. top clubs around. Yeah. Um, yeah, Madison's and, disappointing, I think. But again, yeah. you know, if if there's any anything where if they play, it's going to make it worse. And I think it's better to just try and take them out the firing line for a week. Do you think at the back of? And I say hello to Scott. How are you doing? Thanks for joining us, mate. Hope you are well. Hi, Scott. Um, do you think there's going to be half an eye on the Wrens game next week? Because uh, potentially, because that's hmm. going to be a tough game. Yes, you know, I think yeah. that. I think we're similar teams from what, what from what I've been seeing and reading is that we're both a little shaky at the back, but we have goals in us going forward. So, yeah, I, I, I think he he knows deep down in his heart that even if we went on a fantastic run in the league, there just seems to be too many teams in between us and a European spot. So this is definitely going to be his best chance. Yes, yeah. Um Oh, oh, we we all, we all hope so. Uh, I'm just trying to get. Funnily, as you just said that, I'm just trying to get the table up here, um, and we are sat in twelfth at the moment. Mm. We've 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 got the thirty points. Whether that will be enough to stay up, but <laughs> I don't know if if we ever really in in a. Oh, we can't really say because let's face it, we won the uh, Premier League, and the following season we were in the relegation scrap. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think I think we'll be fine. We've got enough quality, I think, in, in those um, remaining games to get point. I, I I think we need to be looking upwards. I don't think, you know, I, as I said, I don't think we're going to get anywhere near uh, top six. No, but I think if we can if we can turn it round and be comfortable up in that sort of top half, then uh, then again, you know, if we end up, you know, going. If we can get to a final or at least get, you know, deeper into this European Conference League and get a top 10 finish for a bad season, that's not been too bad, has it? No, no. I mean, we're 12 points off seventh, which I think may get you the Conference League. Mm. Um, 12 points, I mean, it's four wins, but and it is Tottenham in that position, so mm. you never know which way they're going to go. I think, yeah, but, I think it's just the number of teams that are there. Who, who I'm going to say, you have got the likes of Wolves, uh, Southampton and Brighton, who are all having mm. really probably better seasons than they thought they would have. Yeah. You know, yeah, so. I think uh, I, I think yeah. If if you'd got one or two to catch, maybe, but I think 
you know, there's a few there. And and I'm expecting other teams to pick up as well. Villa have been a little bit strange. They had their, yeah. their new manager bounce that we'll we'll talk mm. about with Leeds. Um, but that seems to have fallen away a little bit. Um and Definitely. you know, Everton are still struggling down there. They've they've had the um the new manager pancake flop, I think, at the moment. <laughs> and Crystal but, Palace started well with the new manager, and that's kind of stuttered, shall we say. Yeah, it'll be interesting with them, isn't it? Because they've got probably, you know, the best draw that they could have got um, or, or a, a decent draw in the FA Cup quarterfinals, home to Everton, I think they've got. Right. Um, so they're going to have a little eye on that as well, I would have, I would have thought. So, again, if they finished mid-table, I think they'd be happy with that. I haven't seen the draw. Who did Forrest get? Um, they haven't played Huddersfield yet. Oh, they've got to play so Huddersfield, haven't they? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's Forrest-Huddersfield. I think in, in each of the ties, the team that you would say were the bigger team have all been drawn away for once, which is... Right, um, right. So Man City, I, I, um, Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool were all drawn away. Right. I don't know if you ever did this as a kid, Craig, and the reason I was asking that is, you know, when you, I mean, you can't do it these days in advance because um, it's not like before where you played the team below you on the, yeah. you know, on the grid. But I always like to look, and I, cause I always did that and start like, oh, how far would we get here and how far would yeah. we go? And uh, <laughs> like now it, it is the case of like, well, yeah, they knocked us out. Who would we end yeah. up being knocked out? Apparently, Liverpool to get past uh, Huddersfield, they've got Liverpool. Just be like Forest oh, yeah. to go on and beat beat bloody <laughs> Liverpool, wouldn't it? Or but, they could get a good hiding. So you know, yes. let's cling to that. Yeah, <laughs> as Spencer's as both Andrew and Spencer said, Forest Huddersfield versus yeah. Liverpool. Um, almost, almost perfectly timed. We were talking about new managers, hmm. Jesse March. Uh, I'd never yeah. heard of him, to be honest with you. Um, he's 48-year-old um, American uh, professional soccer coach. Um, football, come on, America. football, when are you going to get it right? Marsh played 14 seasons as a midfielder in the MLS with DC United, Chicago Fire and Chivas USA. He won three league titles and four cup titles, as well as earning two caps for the US national team. So I've got to be honest with you, I didn't, you know, it's better than I probably probably gave him credit for. Well, I mean, that that's as a player. I mean, he's definitely he's he's basically the Red Bull manager because that's been his pathway all the way through. Mm. So he's Red Bull, um, New York, Red Bull, then Salzburg, and then Leipzig. Yeah. So yes. Maybe yeah. we're reading into it that Red Bull are going to purchase Leeds. I, I don't know, but it definitely seems that that's been his trajectory. He's done well at... Uh, it's almost like a feeder system that Red Bull have got going on with their clubs at the minute. Um, mm. He's done well, and then he's got to move to the next one up up the ladder, as it were. So it's a big step for him, I think. This is... Um, yeah. You yeah. know, I don't think it went that well at Leipzig, to be honest. For well, I, I think he left under a cloud. Um mm. Which I suppose is is worse than leaving in a taxi, but yeah, he only he only he was only there for twenty one games, uh, yeah. win, winning eight, losing nine, win percentage of thirty eight percent. But he had uh, at Salzburg, you know, he, nearly seventy percent win rate, and maybe we shouldn't, as I say, take him as lightly as um, as, as as we think. But 
you know, like you say, he, he didn't do well at Leipzig. Um, I just think, you know, is he the right sort of manager that Leeds want for the job they've got in hand? Because we, we I said the other day, like, when everybody's calling for um, for Roger's head, and it's funny how one win changes everybody's <laughs> feelings, isn't it? Yeah. And I said then, I don't want to get rid of him now because you bring somebody in, and, and this Jesse's going to have this problem, he cannot go out and buy any new players. Mm-hmm. There's no window for him. So he's got to play with the players he's got and put up with the injuries he's got. Those players are used to playing for Bielsa and his bucket. Um, and you kind of get like, he's going to come in and he might say, right, I want to play this way. Well, I've only got about 10 games left. Mm. Uh, we're in the final sort of third of the season, of quarter of the season, sorry. And <laughs> have they got enough time to maybe mm. to adapt to what he wants to play, how he wants to play? Before before they know it, while they're still trying to do that, they could be could be down there in the bottom three. They could well be. It. Yeah, I mean, they could mm. well be. I think from what I've read... Um... He's of a similar style to Bielsa, although he'll try and keep it a little bit tighter at the back. But he likes them to play uh, high up the pitch, uh, press high up the pitch. Mm. So, you know, it could it could play into our hands again. You know, teams that do that, if we've got enough quality to play through the press, then it should give us opportunities. It'd be interesting to know, uh, and, and I'm guessing, again, somebody... Um, uh, somebody could could check this out I, and correct me if I'm wrong. I think Dakar came from Red Bull Salzburg. Um, I could have got that totally wrong, but um, right, it was it was something like it was. Yeah, so, yeah, it was, so, yeah, yeah. So I would imagine that he was he, he potentially played under under Jesse March um, for the period that he was at Salzburg. Um, so I'd be interesting to see whether he knows him, whether he's got any specific plans for him. But obviously, it was great to see Vardy back as well, and uh, yes. and and coming on and, and looking fit and healthy. So it'd be interesting again as to whether um, mm. Brendan thinks that Jamie's ready to start that. But on a on a team that pushes high and presses high up the pitch, you know, it could be perfect for Vardy to make a yeah. make his return. It was Red Bull. Well, it was Red Bull Salzburg. Um, mm. Dak was there for eighty-two games. Uh, Connor, who's um, still with us here, thanks for staying, Connor. Yeah. yeah Marsh worked with Dakka. This was, and I've I've heard this, uh, Connor, and I'm not sure whether I've, I'm getting it the right way around or not. But it is, in a way, good news because they've got similar styles. Mm. Only major differences are zonal marking and a different type of press. So if if we know what we know what goes on with zonal marking, don't we, Craig? Well, we do indeed, yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking if Leeds are going to do zonal marking, we, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I really yeah. am. <laughs> I think so. But I'm going to say everything. You just backing up what what I'd read there, Connor. And obviously, you you know him. Uh, uh, you you you've seen more of him than I have. But uh, I read that they were very similar, and they've been looking at him for a while, and they identified him. You know, they must have done that because they moved pretty quickly. Yes. Uh, after no, the and all went, credit so. to it. As I say, I think it's stupid um, when you get clubs like, say, um, Spurs, who, who's, who sack a manager and then get, take another four or five weeks to 
to try and find somebody. You've got to have somebody. You wouldn't do that in business, so why are you doing it yeah. at the football club? Statman, good evening, sir. I hope I don't forget Statman, nine o'clock on Monday. It's the big fat football quiz too. And I'm hoping to get you on to that. And you could be facing um Craig if he uh, prevails against um uh, against Dan. Although I'd be a bit worried coming up against somebody called Statman in a quiz if I yeah, wanted with you. Um <sighs> Tell me about this last time out. I don't think we – when did when did we play them? It, it wasn't um, that early. It was November. I think by mm. then we'd, we'd already worked out that our season wasn't going sort of to plan. Um, but uh, Belici got a goal after 26 minutes and Harvey Barnes sort of said, yeah, we're not having that. Let's mm. get back into this. Um, two minutes later, but we just, again, didn't take advantage yeah, I think we've done that a couple of times, haven't we? Because mm. we did the same with Man United. And, and I think Brendan referenced this game as well as the, the Man United one where uh, when we obviously threw it away against Spurs. Um, <laughs> that, um, uh, that we we had this plan from, um, from the kickoff that we mm. were going to try and play long almost and catch the, the opposition unawares. And it, and it worked at Man, against Man United worked against Leeds, but we obviously couldn't kick on from there. No, indeed. But uh, we, that, I said that was part of our sort of bad mm. team. It's, and, and Connor says there, he wasn't going to come at the end of the season. Mm. They just moved it forward because something was broken at the club and they felt they needed to act now to save the mm. season. You've got to say, you will never know, but, you know, had Bielsa stayed, he may not have kept you up anyway. So, you know... Mm. Uh, only time will tell, as they say. Only time will tell. Uh, but it is interesting how many people, um, sort of the so-called pundits on the TV, mm-hmm. they're all sort of saying that, you know, they're all kind of backing Leicester in a way because they're saying, you know, they, they are pointing out something that Brendan never really has done, and that is complain about his injuries mm-hmm. and, and, and everything for the, the um for, for the problems that he's had this season. Yeah. And when we've looked, you know, is he going to start a back three, four, five? What's he going to be? Sometimes I think it's just because of who have I got available fit this week? Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to fit the team around it. Um, as Terry said earlier, players are starting to come back now. Um, I don't think for far, and we'll see the best of him until the end of this month at, at the earliest. But yeah. it, it's just at the right time, isn't it? It is. I mean, it'd be nice now to be able to just kick on and, and get some stability. And mm. and let's face it, you know, Brendan hasn't been quiet in talking about the fact that he wants to give the squad a shake-up. So there's people who are playing for their futures, you know, mm. their first-team futures. He's, he, he's come out and said that in the past they've strengthened the squad but haven't strengthened the first team. Now, mm. if that's not a warning to the people who have got the shirt, or a warning to those coming back from injury that he's looking to shake things up, then I don't know what is. So, you know, I would hope that the players react to that and they want to keep the shirt, you know, uh, and, and make a statement in these few games that we've got left. That It doesn't matter who you bring in the summer, I've staked my claim to this shirt and they're going to have to knock me off it. I mean, I, I think we all agree that it was... He needed to state that after it was just the performance against Forest, wasn't it? You can yeah. you can almost stomach well, it's hard to stomach losing to your sort of East Midlands rivals, but mm. you know, had we gone down fighting, as they say, mm. it, it wouldn't have been so bad. But um 
this is this is our our record against uh, the Lily Whites in the Premier League. We've played each other nineteen times. Uh, we've won eight. They've won nine. I think a lot of those wins though were probably going back to the Martin O'Neill years. Mm. Um, when Leeds were sort of a little bit more strong, or pre that, when they were a little bit more stronger, uh, Leicester we've won five at home. Leeds have won four away. There's <laughs> two draws, so it's it's pretty tight. Yeah, uh, it, it is, and and I think you know I, I I know it's not particularly popular, but I've got a I've I've, I've got a bit of a soft spot for Leeds, and and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Because yeah, I don't know whether it's because they're they're similar to us. Obviously, they're a bigger city than us, but they're a one club city, you mm-hmm. know. And the fans get behind them, you know. Whether they they're struggling for lower down the league, the fans are always there. Yes, they were dirty leads, and um, and that'll never go away. But I think that just that that sort of passionate support and the fact that re- in recent years. They've always, to me, tried to play progressive football. They're not a boring club, you know. So in many in many ways, I, I see I liken them to us that they've been a yo-yo club. I mean, they won. I think they when they last won the league. I think it was the last year before the Premier League. Mm. Again, someone will correct me. Mm. Um, we've both been up there. Obviously, they've had a greater history in terms of trophies, but since then. You know they've bounced around. You know they've gone down. They've come back up. Very similar to us. So yeah. I, I see as similar uh, in many many ways. Uh, and the record that we've got there just shows that 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 seems to have transferred onto the pitch as well. Yeah. I must be honest with you. Now you come to mention it, I too do have a a little bit of a soft spot for for Leeds. But uh, for me, it's the swamp at the bottom of the garden. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Connor. Sorry, <laughs> um, he's going to get his own back tomorrow uh, in the watch along, I'm sure. Um, I mean, going into the game, and you can kind of see why Bielsa was 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 yeah. sacked. And I don't think it was necessarily the fact that he, because I mean, he, he basically it's almost copying Sheffield United, and they had a great season in the first season they were here. They then got suffering with this second season syndrome. But you know, they haven't won in five. They've lost four on a bounce. But when you can say, all right, Leeds have lost four on a bounce, they played Spurs, Liverpool, Man United. Hmm. You know, all of those are sort of top six teams at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I think Bielsa just had this... He has a way of playing and nothing would shake him from it, you know. And as you can see, look at the goals that they're leaking. And he asks a lot of his players, you know, they have to run. And they've been running for like four seasons or so under him to get promoted. And then last season, that was a high press, high high running game that they did. But they had Bamford up front, who I think surprised a lot of us um, yeah. with his, his goal return. And they've missed him, clearly missed him, yeah. missed Calvin Phillips. Same as us, we've, we've, they've had some bad injuries. But I think it's the fact that he stuck to his principles, you know, stubbornly. Um, oh, again, it's the goats we know about, isn't it? Stubborn yeah, managers. exactly. And and I think that's his downfall. I read somewhere um, during the week that um, Bielsa had been quoted as saying his ideal um, formation of football would be a back two with the keeper being the uh, the furthest back of those two. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> do, you almost remember, do you remember Spurs under Aussie Ardealers? Yeah. 
I mean, they kind of had like five strikers on, didn't they? Yeah. It was a case of, but yeah, if you score four, but we're going to score mm. five, mate. <laughs> you know, yeah, I think the quality in the, the quality in the Premier League these days, from top to bottom, means you're not going to get away with that. You're not going to get away no. with being so open. Unfortunately, if you if you're not scoring at one end, you have to tighten up at the other end and take your medicine. You know, and that's mm-hmm. how that you know managers will do it they'll sacrifice themselves a little bit just to get some points on the board but it seemed like Bielsa wasn't prepared to do that looking on on our side of it and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be really interested tomorrow when I speak to Connor uh during the match and obviously pre-match as well is his thoughts on what we've, we've been saying about today but um you know looking at Leicester we've only got one green dot on our side um you know, I mean, I didn't get excited at that Liverpool. I know no. we lost and it was hard to yeah. get excited. But a lot mm. of people say, oh, yeah, we only lost by two, wasn't it? But to mm. me, it wasn't that good a performance. And we only lost by two because Liverpool were just playing with us like a like a dog with a, a dog with a ragdoll. Yeah. Um, but we then had what I would call three reasonable performances, well, two reasonable performances and... A very good performance in the yeah. Burnley. Yeah, you could easily have. Um, uh, I mean, we should have had three points uh, against West Ham well, in, instead of. I thought the, we were playing football, but apparently yeah. it was on the handball channel. So I don't um, know. You know. <laughs> so we should have had two more points there, and we yeah. should have at least got a draw against Wolves. Um, yes, you know they they were better performances. Um, yes, and I think I think going back to that Forest one, you know, and. In many ways, I guess, I don't, I don't know if Brendan thought his back was against the wall, so he needed to do something. But, you know, what you want, if if you're getting a, uh, if you're coming out and making a strong statement like that, then you want a reaction. And although mm. it's been a steady one, there definitely seems to have been um, a reaction that we're getting closer to what us fans and I'm sure the management team expect from a Leicester City team these days. So it has been gradual, but we got the rewards for it against Burnley. As you said, now the important thing is to kick on yeah. and, uh, and and get another three points against Leeds. And so, I mean, I, I was listening, and I know this is going to rile a, a, a lot of fans back. I happen to like talk sport. Um, well, nothing to do with the fact that I, I sort of go on here quite quite a, quite a bit. But I was listening to talk sport this morning, and they had a very good interview with actually with Wilfred Indeedy. I think it was yesterday, okay. and they played it again this morning and he absolutely speaks so highly of Jamie Vardy but mm. like they were saying and I can't remember it was on the um White and Jordan show but it wasn't those two those two people standing in for them and and the guy was saying the ex-footballer they had on was saying that you know Leicester shouldn't be disappointed with where they are at mm. the moment because the last two seasons we have kind of punched above our weight a little bit. And the fact that we thought we were getting fourth but ended fifth two seasons running was not a bad season for us. The fact that we finished, we should look at the fact, oh, we finished fifth. It was an excellent season for us. Yeah. And I think, yeah, at the start of those seasons, anyone would have taken fifth, you know. It's it's the same, isn't it? It's it's the manner of it. You know, you could, we could finish this season eighth, and people will think that's a decent eighth because it's the manner of it that we've played pretty poorly most of the season, yeah. <coughs> but we've had a good finish. Go go the other way, and the second half of the season drops off, and you finish eighth, and people look at it totally differently. So 
it, it is about how we finish, I think, and, and getting some momentum and and confidence in that next season will be uh, will be a better season. Yeah. Uh, Spencer says they get the performances right and the results will follow. Um, Terry says here, and that Connor can probably um, confirm this or not, Leeds have only threadbare squad and they still didn't buy in January. Um, oh, he said there, do you agree, Connor? A lot, in fairness, a lot of clubs didn't buy in January. You know, I mean, I don't think there was a lot of money about once you got past the sort of oil rich <laughs> owners, yeah. if you like, there wasn't a lot of business done by the other clubs. Um, so, anyway, well, and I think January is a very odd, very odd think, um, window I, anyway. I think it was the one season in January that people almost refused to panic buy. If they couldn't mm. get who they wanted, then they weren't just going to plug their squad for the sake of it. West Ham were the same. No. You know, no. they had targets that they went after, couldn't get them, or they either wanted too much money, um, so they didn't bother. And and I think, to be honest, that's that's how it should be. Yeah. Louise says there, and she's quite right, you do not get good buys in January. There's the odd one. Yeah. Even with Tillemans, he was, he was actually alone. He wasn't a buy in January, but... Yeah, it, it, it's a completely – it almost says if you've got to buy in January, either A, you're buying because you're worried about what your you know, competition's buying, or yeah. B, you know, you, you've got an injury or you, you're just desperate, yeah. you know, because like I say, you shouldn't need to buy in January. But, but, uh, it's, but anyway. Uh, it's quite annoying. It's a quite annoying that Liverpool seem to have got it right again with uh, buying Louise. Um, but I think that was an occasion – where their hand was forced, you know that they they wanted him in the uh, in the summer, yeah. But there was a lot of clubs who were starting to sniff around and uh, and they didn't want to get um, outbid or whatever. So um, so they just took the plunge, and that's looking like a decent decision now. It is, and I think it also says a well-run club because yeah. again they've looked at it and said we need this player now <laughs> and. Probably without them, they wouldn't be sort of as close to Man City as they are no. now, if you like, with the yeah. recent results. Talking about where, where they are now, um, that's where Leicester are now. Like I say, in 12th place, you probably won't be able to see that. I can't see that on my screen. Right, okay. um, if we win uh, and Brighton were to lose, and I'm, Brad wouldn't be happy if <laughs> that happened, but... Um, his newfound love of Brighton. Exactly, exactly. He's done nothing but predict them to win since then, and they've lost every game. So he's in he's in the doghouse as it is. We could go if Brighton were to lose, we could go above them. But I mean, it's such a mixed up table. I mean, we've played twenty four yeah. on thirty points. Palace have played twenty seven um, on thirty points, and it, it's like it's almost like well, let's let's play a couple of those games that we've caught up on, mm. and then. You know, we'll see where the table stands then. Yeah, I, th I think by the end of this month, I think most teams would have it would have evened out a little bit, and we'll have a a better idea. And it, it seems to be that the top eight have got a little bit of a cushion uh, at the moment. Uh, I think even if we won our games in hand, I think there's at least four, possibly five points between us and, and Wolves in eighth. Um, but I'd much rather be up there and just uh, and not taking a foot off the gas. Yeah, but at least then it does allow Brenda to just concentrate on that conference league. 
it does. Now, I'm almost scared to ask you this because whenever you've done a one to watch in the past, they've always gone on and either played well or at least scored against. Them. Yeah. So I'm going to go and take a take a calming down pill and uh, we'll play a couple of jingles and then we'll be straight back okay. with your one to watch. <laughs> And if you follow me um, as, any, as as anybody does, you'll know that nine o'clock I am over on my other channel, which is Turfmore House TV. Um, I, I do I do watch alongs with him and, and end up well being the only presenter. <laughs> it is like that, my... that is becoming a bit of a menage a trois, I think. <laughs> well, can you, I just you say, Dan and Kate. I don't want you to say that there's anything of a bromance going on, but well, let's, let's just have a look what he what he's got to say. Please do uh, make sure that you sh show your support to Chris, because Chris puts a lot, a lot, a lot of effort in, mm -hmm. and he doesn't just have to press fancy little funny buttons. Um, you know, off camera, he's constantly in contact with me. Do you think this looks all right? Do you think that looks all right? And he clearly values my input just as, as much as I value his. So. Um, do go show Chris your support because he's an absolute cracking guy and uh, with a great channel as well. You are too kind, sir. You are too kind. Don't ever accuse me that we're having a bromance, okay? <laughs> mm, I'm saying nothing there. <laughs> I mean, it'll be interesting, won't it, to see uh, to, to see which uh, which way you're going to lean on Monday night, Chris. Honest with you, I will be. Totally and utterly impartial. Mm. And you come on, you've already done one of these quizzes. You know, <laughs> you know that I, I there's no way I could fix it. No. <laughs> I to, at least you said to me, you know, give me a brown envelope, like allegedly Sam Allardyce. I couldn't <laughs> even help you because I don't think I can give you clues to the answers no. <laughs> that are in that competition. Mm. But, uh, uh, and if anybody's just joined us, um, it's now 14 years, four days, two hours, 21 <laughs> minutes and 25 seconds since Tottenham have won a, a, a trophy. Just if anybody, because I know some people do follow this and are keeping update. Now, as I say, we have started doing this and... Um, I did say to you, right, you know, as you, you, you automatically suggested one. Uh, I, I was a bit surprised by this, but maybe mm. it's a case of other players are out mm. because I haven't really obviously followed his, his career, but I, did, I didn't think he'd settled in that well at Leeds. Now, you've gone for Dan James. I, I have. The easy one is to go for Rafina, to be honest, yeah. because I think most teams in the league would take Rafina if he was available. Um but I do remember you were quite a fan of Dan James and you were very vocal uh, during the early transfer window, the summer transfer, that he was a player that we should be looking at getting yes, away from Man United. Yeah. And I was um, in the other camp. And, and I still don't think he's necessarily right for us. However, I'm just looking at his current form over the past um, sort of month. And he seems to have stepped up, to be honest. He seems to be uh, getting in goal-scoring positions rather than being stuck out wide, a bit more like he did uh, when he came to prominence with Swansea. He seems to be making those outside-in runs um, and, and getting into decent goal-scoring positions. And I think he scored a couple of goals. He had 
I can't remember if he got two or whether he got a hat-trick in, in a game recently or he should have done. Um, but he's looked more comfortable. Now, whether that's because Rafinha's had a, a period of, of sustained injury that's not been in the team, Bamford's been out. So whether he, he feels like he's been given the responsibility as the main guy, I don't know. But um, I think, and again, it'll be interesting to see Connor's view on that, but yeah. it seems to me looking from afar that uh, that James has been a one of the few bright bright sparks that Leeds have had in, in recent weeks. And uh, when he's playing with confidence and because of his speed, then he could cause us problems, and particularly with those outside uh, to inside runs, mm. as we got caught out with uh, with Bowen yes. uh, at West yeah. Ham. Very similar, mm. you know, hangs out wide but can see an opportunity and makes that run. And if he gets ahead of you, it's very difficult to catch. Yeah, and do we when we sign players, do we expect too much of them? I mean, we and Connor very kindly come back with a comment, and I'll bring it up after this question to you, Craig. But when, when you know, years ago, and I, and I always quote this one, and I think I think I'm right in quoting this: when Keegan was signed from Scunthorpe for Liverpool, mm-hmm. it was a few months before he even sort of smelt the first team, let alone was yeah. a regular in there. Now we buy them, and we expect them to go in. And sometimes it works. For Farner, for example, didn't you know he could sink or swim. And, and and he he swam, but sometimes, you know, they're, they're going to a different club, a whole new it's a whole new setup, different manager, different style of play, wants different things from you, and it can take them a while. The players a while, and to settle in, do we really give them enough time? Um, I don't know. I think I think probably if you're coming from a foreign league and it's your first time in the Premier League, you're given a little bit more leeway. But I think if you've been in the in the Premier League for a few years, then there's a greater expectation on you to hit the ground running because you are purchased based on having that Premier League experience. So yeah. when Leeds bought Dan James, obviously his opportunities at Manchester United were, were limited. He, he never got a run of games. And maybe it is now that you get a run of games and it, and you do you do see what they're capable of. You could say the same for... Uh, Jewsbury Hall for us. He's had yes. a run of games and we're now seeing the best out of him. And it's not only we're seeing the best out of him, but he seems to be bringing the best out of Harvey Barnes as well because that left-sided pairing looks to be um, I think, working a I treat. I think you can throw Luke Thomas into that left-sided yeah. setup yeah. as well. So I mean, they all they... seem to be working well. And it could be Hopefully, that yes. James now has just had, you know, he's had a run of games and he's feeling more confident that he actually belongs in that team. Yeah. I mean, Man United fans weren't too worried about losing him, if if I'm honest with you. Mm. But Connor says here, and thank you for this, Connor, uh, he's been playing as a striker recently, Um, sometimes worked, sometimes hasn't. Mm. He presses relentlessly and did get a hat-trick versus Aston Villa. Oh, I didn't didn't realise that. I do remember that he he wasn't, whether it's youth that this and and, and Mm. managers and clubs knock it out of players, but it's like Jews before, these youngsters, they Mm. seem to be happy going forward and yeah. not scared. Well, if I lose the ball, I'm going to lose it, but let's put some pressure on these guys. Yeah. And I think, I, I think you have to press, particularly in, in, uh, in Bielsa's leads, you had to press, you know, that was yeah. it. The whole game plan was that. And, and I don't think it's going to change a lot with Marsh coming in, to be honest. Um, but as I say, you just may tighten it up a little bit. 
around the back. But I think even if he's played as a lone striker, if we're not switched on, if we think, you know, the play is all in the other half and we can switch off for a minute, it only takes one long ball and uh, and a willing runner like Dan James to get behind us. Yes. We nearly got caught out against Burnley, didn't we? Thankfully, on that occasion, VAR yeah. was absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as Connor yeah. said earlier, they yeah. have got similar styles. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be a bit of an, an, an interesting mm-hmm. battle. But um, looking at a few a few did-you-knows now, um, mm-hmm. Harvey Barnes has scored in all three of his Premier League matches against Leeds United. Only two players have done so in four. Hall of Fame inductees Alan Shearer and Thierry Henry. So if he gets a goal tomorrow, he's going to be in some very good company. Mm. And uh, Leeds are unbeaten in their last five league matches at Leicester. Well, you didn't like it the other day when I was quoting. I know, you, you give with one hand and take it away with the other, Chris. I, I am. Is it, I am an Indian giver. I am so sorry. But uh, Leeds are unbeaten in the last five league matches at Leicester, having won this fixture 3-1 last season. We all remember the, the end those last few games. Uh, they can win consecutive league trips, trips to the King Power for the first time in the Premier League. And don't you just know it that uh, Leicester will. Um, Rich, good evening. How are you? Uh, new manager, but Leeds are a poor team. Um, I'm going to pinch uh, one of Brad's sayings here, and I don't know. No, I'm not being disrespectful, Connor. Uh, but he said, "Can you can, can you polish a turd?" Uh, he was talking about uh, Newcastle at the time, and look where they are now. So mm. maybe, maybe you can. I don't know. It'd be interesting uh, to know if uh, if if Brad's watching or whether he's still loved up and watching Robin Hood. Um, that, um, that's the Disney version, isn't it? Yeah, that is the Disney version that uh, that he, uh, he 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 you know proudly announced that uh, he was going to yes. watch um, yeah. this afternoon. I've got to be honest with you; that was one of my favourite Disney films growing up. So I can't can't argue with him there. Um, but Patson Dacker has been involved in six goals in his last six appearances at home in all competitions, scoring five and assisting one. Across the season, no player has scored more home goals for Leicester than the Zambian six. So, um, I th- will, will he start again tomorrow? Do you think, and bring Brant Vardy on later? I've got a, I've got a feeling. I, I had a feeling against Burnley, and uh, and and it came um, to fruition. Mm. I think we may see Vardy start. Really? Um, yeah, I, I do. Just because. I mean, I mean, he may play it safe and, and and try and protect him a little bit. He may be, but I'm just wondering whether because Marsh will be well aware of Dakar's uh, yeah. skills or talents or whatever that Vardy's going to be a bit more of an unknown to him. Although everybody around the world knows Vardy, but yeah, um, I just but think apparently he's not that good a striker, according to to one BBC pundit. Well, I think it was. I think he would that he wasn't a good finisher. I think, um, but yeah, he's 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 an idiot anyway, isn't he? At Bond, well, yes. <laughs> um, but I, I think if they're going to play a high line, then I think he's going to play into Vardy's hands. Yes, yeah. I mean, I, I've said all along that this is the role I see 
Vardy adopting moving forward is the super sub coming on in the last 20 minutes when the defence yeah. is maybe tired and you, know, you look at it and you think, oh, God, Dakar's going off. Oh, bugger it, Vardy's coming on. But yeah. in all this, and I do feel so that Inacho's getting just overrun again, isn't he? Well, he is, I think, and he's a victim of the formation. Mm. You know, it seems to be that at the moment, whether you class it as playing three up front, I know people were saying as Burnley, it was it was more of a four three three. Um, yeah. But if it is, then they're two wide men, uh, or if he plays with a one, it's a one. So I think he's he's a victim of the formation, sadly. And, and of course, we, we as much as he, obviously I, I did say after the uh, uh, after the Burnley game, what a master technician Brendan. Is you know two substitutes and they both you know sort yeah. the goals out. Um, I've always said all season I've been saying what a marvelous tactician Brendan Rodgers is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know he he, he falls upon a uh, winning formula at mm. the end of last season and doesn't stick to it. But hey, you know he gets paid the big bucks. We don't. Mm. But it is new manager time. And this will be Jesse Marsh's first Premier League match as Leeds head coach, uh, including caretakers. Six of the last seven Leeds managers have lost their first uh, game in the Premier League, uh, their first in the Premier League match. The exception was Terry Venables, who oversaw a 3-0 win over Manchester City in August 2002. Marsh is the third American to manage in the Premier League after Bob Bradley um, and David Wagner. I didn't know David Wagner was American, did you? I thought he was German, to be fair. Yes. But, uh, but you know, I, I, I know you, Chris. You know, you're such a professional that you would never put something up there without thoroughly fact-checking it. <laughs> well, the fact that I've copied and pasted this off the <laughs> Premier League website and they can't even say... Um, Maybe. They have lost their first in the Premier League match. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they just <laughs> probably was maybe a German. He was born that in, maybe he was born and brought up in the, you know, and, and moved to the state. I'm guessing. Let's paint the scenario that he was born in into the family of an American air, uh, forces person, and then he moved to Germany uh, at a young age. Let's maybe. let's paint a scenario in which that may yeah. be true. Maybe you have done a little bit more homework than me or you're a no. little bit less trusting than I am. <laughs> um, it's it's that time. Um, no, no, we'll, we'll check Tottenham again later. Don't worry, guys. It's not that time yet. Um, but it is the time to do other score predictions. Oh, there we go. Now, this is the first time in a long time that I have actually gone for a clean sheet for Leicester. Um, wow. and because I, I'd, I'd almost got it right against Burnley because I'd gone 2 1, but I have gone 3 0. I was going to go 2 0, but I thought, hey, come on, you know, if like you say, Vardy's back, and that was before Madison, obviously, I didn't realize he might be injured. In Marshall's gone 2 0, Walsh has gone 2 1. The league leaders we'll see in a minute, Jerry Taggart has gone 2 0. Steve Leinitz has gone 1 1. He was very much sat on the fence there. And Ian Wilson, my God, I don't think my heart will stand it if we get Ian Wilson's result as 3-2. Um, are you going for your usual 3-1 or are you going to go something different? Dave? Um, I'm going to be bullish and I'm going to go 4-1. 4-1? Who are you going to have scoring those goals? 
Um, Vardy's going to get a couple, and Barnes will join the illustrious um, aforementioned crew of Shearer and Henri, and he, he will uh, he will dip in as well. Hey, you never know. Maybe a centre half will score from a corner. <laughs> hey, Cags has done it before. Cags yeah. has done it before. Louise has gone um, two nil City. Um, this is what I like. We one we, we, we fall into this trap all the time, don't we? One win and we're going to win the league again. But mm. hey, it's a part of being football and a part of dreaming. And this is just how the table. Um, for the league table is looking at the moment, and I think you could just very much say that I'm out the running to win it. <laughs> you, you've In nicely fact, covered up your name there, Chris, haven't you? I almost have. Um, in fact, I hadn't realized I'd done that. Let me just, um, I can't really do an awful lot. Let me, let me, let me do this, let, and then this will get this will show me. There we go. There we go. Look, I'm on, go. I'm on full view. The funny thing is. That if you take Steve Walsh and myself, we are the ones of all whatever performance, however bad Leicester have played, we've always gone mm-hmm. for a Leicester win. I thought you were going to say you could take Steve Walsh and yourself, add your points together, and you still wouldn't be winning. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> oh, God. Do you want to twist that knife while it's in me? <laughs> but. Um, Ian Marshall, yeah, yeah, in fact, he hasn't got a lot more, and he always speaks it as it is. Um, he does. Uh, Jerry Taggart seems to get more often than not, he gets he gets it right. Jerry Taggart, maybe that's why he's on Radio Leicester and I'm on Leicester Till I Die <laughs> YouTube. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? And Spencer's gone 3 1. Connor, are you watching still? What do you fancy tomorrow? Um, while you're while you're just considering that, um, we are just looking now at fourteen years, four days. <laughs> I can't even say it now. I can't even say it. Fourteen years, four days, two hours, thirty-seven minutes, and five seconds. Come on, come on, Tottenham! You're giving us a laugh. Well, that's what it's all all a bit about banter, isn't it? And it's always nice to be able to banter against uh, Tottenham Hotspur. Craig, thank you so much. Pleasure as always, Chris. Um, are you going tomorrow? I shall be there indeed to to watch my prediction come true. Well, fingers crossed, fingers crossed that you do. And we're seeing, and we'll see you Monday night for the big fat quiz too. Um, that is going to be. Have you seen the the headings that there are? No, I've not, Chris. No, no. no. Um, I kind of just say that whenever I've done these in the past, I've always actually run them past. Dan to make sure that the questions aren't sort of totally yeah. off the scale. I haven't done that this time because Good. obviously it wouldn't be fair. But there's four rounds as almost as always. Uh, round one is what does a Scotsman do? Yep, mm. fell in the blanks. Round two wouldn't be seen dead in that. That's probably a bit of a, a, a an easy one. Mm-hmm. Round three is just do it. Okay. Round four is what's in a name. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Which, which yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go and research those. <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> it was quite funny because in the last one, if you remember, we had the names with the emojis in. Yeah. And I don't know if you ever watched oh, yes. Richard. Um, I do. Richard Osman. 
Richard Arsenal's House, House of Games. Of games. Yeah. yeah. And they've actually got a question on there. They have. So... I'm terrible at that. I I'm know. terrible at that round. But yeah. they sometimes make it so hard on themselves. They do. <laughs> Yeah, I think last night Tim Vine. I mean, I don't know what he, what he, I can't remember what it was now, but it was like six or eight emojis in there, and he could have got away with two. You know? yeah. <laughs> Bit of overthinking going on. Yeah. Can I just say, I, I think I should get on to him and ask for some copyright money, shouldn't I? I think it should. Probably not, because I obviously borrowed it from uh, other sources as well. <laughs> Connor's saving his prediction for tomorrow. Is that sort of tomorrow, uh, sort of? Half two-ish. Yeah, after the game. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Connor, looking forward to it, mate. I will see you tomorrow at 12 o'clock. Thanks for popping on today, taking the banter and uh, and, and giving us some answers to some of our questions. Thank yeah. you. Cheers, so Connor. Much. Appreciate it. I would say good luck tomorrow, but you know I wouldn't mean it. No. <laughs> Even though it wasn't me that called you dirty, Leeds. It was the other guy. It was him. All right? You know. <laughs> Craig, thank you so much as always, sir. Enjoy the match tomorrow with the family. Um, and um, we will speak to you next week. Excellent. All right. Cheers. Bye, everyone. Thank you very much. Take care, mate. All the best to you and your family. Thanks to Craig there, my wise old owl, as always. So, yep, nine o'clock. Jump over onto Turf Morehouse TV and we're going to be doing the prediction show that we did last night all over again on this channel. I think we've got a Man United fan. Always that coming up against Man United fans. They're a bit like Tottenham fans, easy fodder at the moment. Uh, Scott's just coming with a feisty affair, but we will win 4-2. Leeds will always give it the all. You know that. At 7 o'clock, I'm with another Leeds fan. Um and KL92 will join us for the opposition review on Monday night at 7. The aforementioned quiz at 9. Um, the prediction show is Tuesday at 9. Then at Wednesday, I'm going to be interviewing BBC Radio Leicester and talk sport presenter Mick McCarthy and ask him what he thinks is going on at Leicester this season. Uh, and then that will be followed by a preview with, um, I don't know yet, hopefully we'll be Craig again, because we've got a little match against Wrens on the Thursday. Whew! You know, if I had a job, I couldn't do all this. Thanks very much to everybody. If you're watching, thank you very much for watching. If you've been in the chat, thank you so much for being in the chat. Scott for modding, Connor for coming in, and everybody else who's joined in, thank you so much. And if you are listening on Catch Up, on podcast and i do have a face for podcasts thank you for listening you know where you can find us on podcast just search lester till i die i'll ask your smart speaker to play the podcast lester till i die and unlike other women it won't it won't argue with you good night and i'll see you at nine over on turf stay safe thanks for watching lester till i die this is chris saying goodbye and see you next time Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.